This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. You caught me a little un- unawares with that start, I did Hammond. it just as you moved away. <laughs> you sure um, did. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm pretty good. I've it is 40 degrees. Let's talk about the weather more. <laughs> well, it's, there's so many things to discuss. I don't know if you know this because it happened about three minutes before I walked in this room. Okay. Um, but we could start with this if you want. Uh, sure. Donald Trump is. is in Alabama visiting the her tornado uh, devastation, the runes, the area there. And remember when he was in like Puerto Rico when he threw paper towels at people? Uh He didn't do that this time. He threw brooms at people. According to a picture that's circulating on Twitter, he's signing people's Bibles. (laughs) 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 Which sounds about right. I could have <laughs> sat here for hours guessing dumb shit that he might have done. Do you have a picture? Oh, oh, I have a picture. Oh my, he's signing Everyone their Bibles has like a he picture. wrote them. Like, yeah, I mean, he's used to like taking credit for things other people have written. But oh, <laughs> this is my just Christ. so like you. I could just see him saying like God's name is very large on here. Okay, I'm Let not sure me. what I'm looking at in this picture. It just <laughs> looks like a group of people. Let's assume the group of people even said, "Here's the Bible," because that's the only thing I have on me. Go sign this. Oh my! Even a, like imagine Obama doing that for a second. They would have him friggin' crucified oh, right then and there. Absolutely not in Alabama oh, of all my places. God. But yeah, so that's a thing he's doing now, as if that's just a normal thing people do. Um, like I've seen do at think- atheist events, like speakers signing Bibles totally as a joke because no one takes that book seriously there. But for the president who has an evangelical Christian base to do this. Do you think he signs it with that like big fat permanent marker he uses to sign everything? Totally. I mean, if it bleeds through the pages, who cares? The rest of the book is not important to him. Do you think he signed it on the cover or like the title page as if he actually wrote it? I feel like the only appropriate place to sign it would be like the book of revelation where they're uh, talking about the apocalypse go on, you're welcome um oh, it, wow. just the idea that that's anyone lot. else would have been like i'm gonna not sign this but we could take a picture just oh my god do you think it was his idea i'm sure he thought he was doing them a favor or do you think somebody was like handing his <laughs> okay this is the <laughs> this is my head canon Somebody handed him a Bible in hopes that he would like pray over it or pray or like hold the <laughs> other hand and pray with it. it. <laughs> God, that oh, would. So, it makes I you hope so they have. To think about. I hope they have video of him doing this oh too. Oh my God! It, I mean, okay. I'm very curious how many of his evangelical, the white Christians who support him, follow uh, him, always say good things about him. What do they say about this they're one? They're going to love it. They eat up everything he does. Yeah. Real question, is this better or worse than throwing paper towels at hurricane uh, It victims? is equally useless. <laughs> at least the paper towels clean stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they're not observant enough for like a whole hurricane, but yeah. you know, <laughs> it can wipe some things off. Just It's just a reminder of how little they actually care about the religious right. stuff that they act as if it's a big deal when everyone else does it. Oh Honestly, God. him signing a Bible, it's it's one of those things that it shouldn't be a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's stupidly funny. It is. But it's partly, the only reason it's even an issue is because if anyone else but him did it, it would be like 
Fox News bait for the next week. Yeah, this is um, low stakes silliness. Yeah. Like, and I'm, again, the bigger question is, what are you actually doing for the victims of the tornado? People have died. Yeah. And you're sitting there doing what now? There's like four bottles of Gatorade that looked like oh, they were well, distributing there you go. them. That should so. take care of Alabama. <laughs> um, like, what's he actually doing? Because he didn't help Puerto Rico. No. So what's he doing in this case? Who knows? But, showing up, getting some FaceTime. Yeah, it seems on brand for him. The Bible, yeah, I'll take babies. it. Sure. That's wild. That is wild. <laughs> Wild stuff. I'm really <laughs> glad I didn't see that before we sat down. <laughs> before I forget, I do want to mention this. Uh, next weekend, if you're hearing this podcast, this would be like uh, the weekend of like March 15th, mm-hmm. uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I'm going to be giving some talks in Florida on Saturday and Sunday <gasps> in Tampa and Orlando. So if you are in those cities, if you're nearby those cities, we'll post that information on the website. Um, come out, watch. I'm talking about religion and politics and basically this podcast, but more formal. That's fine. I almost had to go to Miami for work that week. You missed out. I know. You decided to stay in this. No, I didn't make any weather. decisions. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is. <laughs> um, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Sidebar. Hemant, we've been recording for five minutes. Yes. You forgot to wish me happy women's day. Happy women's day. What are you doing to celebrate? Um, God, well, and you call yourself a woman. <laughs> I, uh, my husband's working late late tonight, uh-huh. so I'm probably gonna drink some wine and watch Endeavor, which is a BBC. Speaking of on brand, <laughs> <laughs> a BBC like murder mystery series, and do some cross stitching and pet my dog. That so sounds like a good way to celebrate it. Living my personal dream, yes. and I don't need your judgment on this day, my <laughs> day. This I day of only all judge days. you all the other days. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so the biggest story for me uh, this week involved the Supreme Court again, but it's not the case they were dis- debating about the giant cross in uh-huh. Maryland. That was last week. Uh-huh. This week, they did something else relating to church. Like, this is going to be a constant theme with okay. this conservative uh, bench. They're always going to take on these cases now, or at least debate them um and this time here's what they did i'm looking through they they post their orders at the beginning of the week and i'm looking through what are they going to take up what are they going to say we don't want to hear this and i'm there's nothing of interest and then you get to the end of the list Uh and like if they have any written opinions about anything like we're not taking this but we have thoughts about it Uh that we want to share with that one had to do with this church state separation case so I, i we've talked about this a while back But this is a case in New Jersey, in Morris County. And here's the backstory you need to know to make sense of what the Supreme Court did. Okay. In Morris County, between 2012 and 2015, the county gave out historical preservation grants. It's like, oh, we have this historic building in the city. Here's a grant to oh, help sure. you restore it, maintain it, etc. Is this et one that it was for a church, but the church was still functioning? That's right. Yes. So they gave more than $5.5 million to a dozen churches, mm-hmm. and their argument in their heads is, well, we're not promoting religion. We're saying you can maintain the building. Yeah. The issue is that some of those buildings are active churches. They are not historical buildings in that no one's using them. Right. They're being used for as churches. And so effectively, you're giving the church money to maintain itself, and this is, a, this is the issue. Right. Do you say it's historical and old and we need to maintain it for the good of the city, mm-hmm. or do you say you're promoting religion because the church should be able to pay for that. And by giving them money for it, you're giving them you're, you could, you're allowing them to take that money they would have used right. and put it into worship. Like, you're effectively and, paying for their promotion of religion. And to me, I think the greater point, like, I, I do agree with everything you just said. I think the greater point is 
Churches don't pay property taxes, so they're not mm. paying into the kitty to get this money back right. to help. So, right. like, why don't you save your money that you and should have been paying in taxes? This and may fix not your have, own building may not have even been an issue. But if you remember the Trinity Lutheran case from a couple years ago, where they said it's okay Perfect. to renovate the the uh, playground behind a church, they wanted to renovate the playground using mm-hmm. a Missouri grant, and the. Supreme Court basically said, well, they're using it for the playground, so it's okay. Yeah. You can't say churches can't apply for the money because mm-hmm. they're not using it for religion, even though they totally are because they don't have to spend the money on the playground anymore. Right. So the question here is, well, does that apply to active churches uh-huh. that want to renovate their buildings? So this is the case. Like, um, an atheist, David Steckety sued the city of Morris County over this uh-huh. with the help of the Freedom from Religion Foundation. The judge said, no, the grants were okay. So they appealed. Mm -hmm. The appeals court said, FFRF and David, you guys are right. We're overturning it. Uh, It's not okay. And so they unanimously said that. This is the appeals. uh, I believe this is the Supreme Court of New Jersey. They overturned that earlier decision. And here's what they specifically said. They said it was wrong because it was going to religious uses. Mm-hmm. Um, that is taxpayer funding, promoting religion. They, they also said, look, it's really hard for us to say, give the money back. Sure. Uh, so look, what's done is done, uh-huh. but from here on out, you can't give it to those churches. Okay. This is what they decided to say. That feels I reasonable. believe it was a close decision to like eight to six, they said, oh. FFRF wins. Um, so anyway... The, the Morris County and the uh, conservative group that backs them said, let's appeal to the Supreme Court. We got our people on there now. Mm-hmm. And here's what happens. You need four justices of the nine to say, yeah, let's hear this. Uh-huh. They didn't get the four. Oh. Which is weird because you got five conservative justices. That is weird. Who? Uh... And here's what also, here's what's not weird. John Roberts, chief justice, uh-huh. was one of the, I don't want to hear this oh, case. Okay. That not totally surprising. Yeah. Another one was Clarence Thomas, who said, I don't want to hear this case. That's weird, because like you would imagine that guy would totally be for this. So who wanted to hear it? Gorsuch, Alito, and Kavanaugh. And Kavanaugh wrote this separate decision explaining mm. why this was important Kavanaugh's to hear. Kavanaugh's really got the bit in his teeth already. Oh man, huh? he's he's ready to tear down the wall of church separation. Kavanaugh writes this opinion signed off by Gorsuch and Alito with him. Mm -hmm. And basically what he says is, look, at some point we need to figure this shit out. I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) Um, He basically says, uh, we really need to figure out what's okay for the government to give and what's not. Um, Here's his argument. They said, we agree that this is probably not a good case to hear. Okay. Because the specific rules involving the grants, like... If you're a conservative and you want to say it's totally okay, mm-hmm. you can't do it with this case because they broke the rules in so many ways sure. that you you can't even give it to them on principle right? because it would be too obvious. <laughs> so they said, look, this case, not the one to do it. If another case wants to come to us, we totally want to hear it. That's what he's implying with his rule. And he also added that like, we don't actually know there's not a robust post-Trinity Lutheran body of case law mm-hmm. to figure out what the right where the line should be drawn on this. Mm -hmm. So like, we kind of need you guys to figure all that out, other courts, (laughs) and then come to us and say, we're debating about where the line should be drawn. Then we could figure that out. But we don't have enough basis to work that out. Um, But they also said like, seriously, we want to allow you to do it. But like, this isn't the case for us. Um, 
But that's scary because they're basically saying maybe maybe this is why Thomas didn't sign on to it. Maybe this is why Roberts didn't sign on to it because they're saying like, look, we're not going to this case. Mm -hmm. If you give us this case, we're going to say it's wrong. And like the conservatives aren't going to like that either. So for all of us, for our side, it's better off that we just don't hear this case and just say, bring it on somewhere else. So anyway, they decided not to hear it. That's good news, given the makeup of this court. But Kavanaugh's opinion here, where he says, yeah, we're not going to hear it, but we kind of want to. Yeah. He's basically saying, you bring us a better case with better situations and the rules and like, we'll totally hear it and right. we'll totally say it's okay. And this is what they're going to do with a lot of church-state separation cases. Like, they're going to find exactly where the line tends to be drawn uh-huh. and they're going to keep moving it over to their side. Sure. Um, like, FFRF applauded this as a victory on their end. As they would, yeah. but they're also kind of like, I mean, they're relieved that they're not going to hear it because that means they win because right. the earlier ruling stands, but also they see where this is going. And so, you know, plenty of people who follow church-state separation cases are like, I, I know we, this is good news, but it's short-term. The yeah, long-term it's, it's implication more of a here is scary. It's stay of execution than it is of yeah. anything else. Yeah, not like to it's going to happen, but yeah, yeah. so scary yeah. Good news, but not really good news. Right. So that happened this week. <sighs> um, so I have a lot of medical news I want to burn through. Um, so first two are going to be about anti-vaxxers. Let's do the anti-vaxxers. I got yeah. some anti-vaxxer stuff. Okay, so there was a little boy in Oregon. Um, he this was can play- only end well. He was playing on his family's farm, and he fell and he cut his forehead. Mm-hmm. Which happens. Mm-hmm. Kids are idiots. They fall yes. all the time. I tell my kids this all the time. I hardly ever fall anymore. <laughs> <laughs> These uh-huh. dumb kids over here. <laughs> um, anyway, so it it's, shouldn't be a big deal. It's not. It's not the end of the world. Um, but this kid nearly died because he wasn't vaccinated. So this was the. F- he ended up with uh, tetanus, which for some reason, if I stutter or hesitate before tetanus. I don't know why. It, that's not how I think it should be spelled. <laughs> I keep wanting to say tinnitus, and I know that's not the same thing. So forgive me for being an idiot. Um, so, so this kid gets tetanus, which I, I you hear about tetanus shots all the time. Like right. anytime somebody cuts themselves, but like I forgot tetanus is a, it's like still you a get thing. tetanus. Yeah, you can still get um, it. So this was the first case of childhood uh, childhood tetanus that doctors in Oregon had seen in more than 30 years. So this kid un- starts getting these symptoms, which kind of sound horrifying. So jaw clenching, muscle spasms, and arching of the neck and back, which I think if we look back in history, maybe people who said they were people who thought they were possessed were just getting tetanus because that is a terrifying image of like somebody arching all the way back. Yeah. That's terrifying. Anyway, he was airlifted to the nearest hospital. He spent 47 days in intensive care. 47 days in intensive care and a total of 57 days. Do we do we know why his parents didn't give him a tetanus shot? No, but I do have some follow-ups Please. that you're gonna love. Mm. Um he had he had a breathing tube, like he was in rough shit. He could have died. Also, uh, so he was able to, he's cured. He's better. He's fine. It was touch and go there. His parents, and this is more of a um, 
a hit on the uh, American medical system than it is on anti-vaxxers. But his parents got an $800,000 bill. Oh, man. So that's cool and fun. Like, I'm all for punishing anti-vaxxer parents. Yeah. Not that way. No, you know, this isn't, this isn't my, my chosen venue. And then, are you ready for this? Because I wrote it in uh-huh. all caps and bold. Uh-huh. The parents declined the necessary second dose of the tetanus vaccine and all other vaccines. Hammett, how Even do you feel? Even after the fact. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Dr. William Schaffner said that the boy's illness was a tragic event that was completely preventable and that the parents' decision not to vaccinate him even after the illness was a, quote, second tragedy. He says that the bacterium that caused tetanus is everywhere, including soil, and that vaccination is the only real protection. How much do you have to hate your own children to I mean, not protect them like how, that? I, I, I think this is a really interesting example of people's maybe fear or dislike or distrust of medicine even when even in the face of all evidence you know what i mean like they they saw that their kid got sick they saw that they turned to medicine to heal him they saw that he got better and still can't take that next tiny logical step to say like well, maybe a lot of the things they tell me are good or for my kid's best interest and not some big pharma shill or whatever. The New Yorker's Masha Gessen, she wrote an article about vaccines uh-huh. this week because, of course, it's coming up in all these stories. Right. And her, what she was arguing is that, yes, there are a lot of anti-vaxxers spreading bullshit on Facebook and mm-hmm. YouTube. Yes, that's one reason people are not getting vaccinated or getting their kids mm-hmm. vaccinated. But there is another reason, and you allude to it, which is that a lot of these people, they're not uneducated parents they're not even religious parents but they are people who have reason to distrust modern medicine right and whether that's public health like the they see that the healthcare system Mm -hmm. is is profit driven she Mm -hmm. said it's it's opaque you can't really understand where they're getting these numbers from yes she also said working in concert with the pharmaceutical industry, they gave us the deadly opioid epidemic. Mm-hmm. It gives us the highest infant mortality rates, the lowest life expectancy rates, mm-hmm. et cetera. So they distrust hospitals. They distrust doctors. Right. And that's another reason where they're like, oh, a doctor wants me to get vaccinated? No, thank you. I've seen what you guys do. And, and Just something to consider. No, that it's no, not just Jenny McCarthy. It's not just right. uh, anti-vaxxers that spread this stuff. It's also people saying, no, I hear you. I understand why you're... I understand yes. that you're telling me this, but I don't trust you, the smart people who right. know what you're talking about. Because you're tied in with Big Pharma right. or whatever. Which And I don't... Like there's there's val- many 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 valid criticisms to the medical industry, to the pharmaceutical industry, to American medical systems, for sure. Um, I think though people's natural and earned mistrust starts to. I, I feel like this is um, what we see when you see a lot of conspiracy theories because I think that's what anti vaxxers are, are peddling is a conspiracy right. theory. Um, it's the, and you see and so it's similar to like flat earthers and things like that of people are so mistrusting of what they're being told that they don't know where where that ends yeah and at and which also when you means get that all the way if we talked about pinterest it doesn't let you search for vaccines anymore because right. they don't want you to see the bad stuff facebook is shutting down on anti-vaxxer right. stuff so is youtube that's all well and good 
But, but it feels conspiratorial, I'm sure, to people who believe yeah, this. I mean, whatever, they're dumb. But well, even if you get rid of them, even if you get rid of the bad actors mm-hmm. spreading misinformation, the problem is not going to resolve itself. Yeah. Because there are plenty of people who still say, no, I hear the good information. Right. I just don't trust you about it. So it's it's not and just a conspiracy. The... It's people saying, I, I believe the science. I accept the science. But I don't trust the people telling me about the science. And that's a separate type of problem. And I don't know the solution. Yeah. Uh, this is... You need a healthcare system that works. And... In the U.S., obviously, no, it doesn't. On, on a lot of, in a lot of ways, right. it doesn't. And if you can't fix that, you're missing, like, the root cause mm-hmm. of a lot of this thing. Um, so I always... So Sawbones is a, a podcast I mes- mention a lot, and I'm going to, once again, recommend the, vaccina- the vaccines episode. So they do... It's, um, uh, it's a doctor and, and her husband, who's a comedian, Justin McElroy and Sidney McElroy, and they just go through medical history and, like the weird things that we used to try to do to, to cure ourselves and cure people. Um, and their vaccine vaccines episode is like required listening. It, they don't number their episodes. It's just called vaccines. It's July 8th, 2014. Um, and I really, I, I've listened to it, I think twice because it's really interesting because Sydney is a, um, a physician. She's a family doctor. So it's really interesting to hear a doctor, not, like one, a per, a doctor, like a, your family doctor, talk about what it feels like when people are accusing her of being a shill or whatever. And she's mm-hmm. like, literally, I started doing this job because I want to help people, and this is how to help people. Right. And it sucks to like for people to be suspicious of me for no specific reason. Um, so that was vaccination story one. Uh, vaccination yeah, a- story two. Um, so there is a so this. Uh, Part of the story actually happened in 2016. So um, a Chicago guy, uh, he's 30 years old now, I think. His name is Joshua Nereus, N-E-R-I-U-S, Nereus, Nereus. Um, He started developing a fever and a rash. He couldn't figure out what it was, went to the doctor. They tried to give him antibiotics, wasn't helping. And then he, the doctors looked at him and said, this looks like measles. Have you been vaccinated? And this I, I pulled the sentence straight from the um, I think it's a Tribune article. He texted the question to his mother. Have she, I been vaccinated? Have, have I been vaccinated? She sent him back a thumbs down emoji, <laughs> <laughs> which is really one of my favorite sentences I've ever said. Thumbs down, you're gonna die of measles. <laughs> so this guy. So and this story I think is especially interesting because it touches on a, a few different things: re vaccines. Um, Measles specifically, because I think we mostly think of measles as similar to chickenpox, like it's unpleasant, but not dangerous, Mm. I guess. Um, He ended up in Northwestern Memorial Hospital in an isolation room. He lost 25 pounds. At one point, he was so weak, he couldn't walk without assistance, and it took him months to get back to normal. And this is how contagious the measles are. He contracted the disease in May 2016. At his sister's graduation from Northern Illinois um, University College of Business, the the Illinois Department of Health later determined that a guest who had traveled to the graduation from outside the U.S. had the measles. He said, quote, I didn't interact with anyone at that graduation besides my own family. It was literally just me walking by someone. Um, so it, he, this guy seems like a good one because he is much nicer to his parents than I would be. He... 
He was like, I don't really blame my parents. It was the 80s. They're no, like, it's okay. You can blame your parents. I know. He was like, oh, they were like new age, and it was harder to fact check, which I think he's being <laughs> extremely forgiving. Yeah. I would be. I would never speak to my parents again. But he says, a quote, regarding the current um, measles outbreak that's happening, it makes me so angry. My parents thought they were doing the right thing. They were persuaded by the anti-vaxxer, anti-vaxxers. The science has been settled. It's been solved. When I look at what we're, where we are today, people who are just willfully deciding to ignore the facts, it really frustrates me i just don't understand the mindset of people who want to spread fear yep um so yeah that's even the kid who uh turned 18 and got his vaccinations yeah. was testifying in congress this week like go get vaccinated yeah people. so stupid by the way while we're talking about that there was a study that came out this week which this is one of those things that you don't need a big study for it but of course they did a big study for it this is a study uh done by researchers in denmark they studied literally every kid born between 1999 and 2010. Mm-hmm. We're talking 650,000 plus people. And they traced vaccinations and all that. And what they found is that after the kids got their MMR vaccine, measles, uh-huh. mumps, rubella, they found no increased risk of developing autism. Surprise. It didn't have a link. It didn't. Okay. They added there was no increase in the rate of autism among susceptible children who were given the vaccine. Like, this is about as definitive as you're ever going to find, which is great. I mean, if you care about science and scientific papers, (laughs) which, again... Not everybody does. Anyone who doesn't accept vaccines, will they look at this and say, well, now my mind has changed. Of course they're not, because they've already made up their mind. If they accepted science, they didn't need this study to accept that stuff. Well, and I think the, uh, this speaks more than anything to the real damage that Andrew Wakefield did when he published that garbage report, uh, paper, um, yeah, he falsified data. He yeah, used a small data. sample set. His results were never duplicated. Yeah. They retracted it. He lost his medical uh, license. Yep. So, I mean, he's he's been debunked and can, is a fraud on every possible level. But because of his actions, no matter what, we're still wasting all of this time and money and and effort to prove a thing that. That never should have been connected in the first place. So, like, good. I'm glad they're studying it. It's like seeing a major report saying, "Guess what? The Earth is round." Yeah, it's It's like, like, thank you. Don't we have anything better that we need to be (laughs) doing right now? Uh, um, I don't mind the study itself, but I don't know what it accomplishes in the sense that for the people who don't didn't believe it before. I don't know what that sort of thing does. You That's not a knock on the science. You don't ignore no. the science because people won't like it. You can't reason but, somebody out of something they didn't reason themselves into. Right. So, um, all right. So that's all my vaccination. <laughs> I have more medical news. <laughs> Wait, let's get to this first. Wait, do you have in- vaccination news? I don't have more vaccination news. I just want to step away from vaccinations for a second. Fine. All right. So there is a college in New Jersey that... Uh, it's writer. Oh, I was going to write about this, but I got <laughs> this bored. This is writer, <laughs> writer university. 
They had a College of Business Administration. A woman named Cynthia Newman is the dean of that College of Business Administration at Ryder University. And last year, I believe, they did a survey with the students. Like, what restaurants would you like to see on campus? And then later they sent out a second survey, but the second survey didn't include Chick-fil-A on the list. Uh-huh. And when they when she asked about it, the university basically said, well, we took it off the list, and I'm quoting from the news article here, because it's opposition to the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and their values do not align with writers' values. And, of course, what they're referring to is that the owner of Chick-fil-A notoriously gave money to anti-gay groups. He is anti-gay. Mm-hmm. He's conservative Christian. Um, the organiz- uh, Chick-fil-A, as a company, mm-hmm. used to give money to anti-gay groups. Now, since that debacle several years ago, when it was like the center of protests and all that stuff, people have kind of backed away from going anti-Chick-fil-A. The company does not give money to those groups anymore, but they do support like Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Mm -hmm. which is ostensibly anti-gay because that's, it's just not the focus of what they do. Yeah. So it's like, take it or leave it how you want to deal with that. The owners are still anti-gay, but again, I have a hard time punishing a company because the owner of the company does something with the money you don't like. I think you can't you can't police that everywhere you go, uh-huh. and we don't. We pick and choose which owners we like. I want to do business with, so I I have a little bit of an argument as to is Chick Fil A really anti-gay now? Yeah, debatable. I wouldn't eat there, but yeah, I don't whatever. eat there. You don't eat. I don't. So what am I doing anyway? But again, here's what Newman said when she was told Chick-fil-A is anti-gay, basically. That's why we're not even bothering to ask students if they want to bring it to campus. Mm -hmm. She responded by saying, I felt like I had been punched in the stomach when I read that statement because I'm a very committed Christian. I am not willing to compromise my faith in Christian values, and I will not be viewed as being in any way complicit when an affront is made to those values. Just to be clear... Her va- they said we're against bigotry and hate. And she's like, how dare you offend my Christian sensibilities? Like, she's the one who made that link, <laughs> not them. So, okay, she hears bigotry and she's like, how dare you insult my religion? But here's what I, here's the kind of funny thing to all this. She resigned as the dean of that college of mm-hmm. business administration. She's still staying on as a faculty member. She's like, I have a position on this. What? I'm taking a stand. I don't want to lose my job. Don't make me lose my job. I'm just still pay me, but I'm not going to be the dean because I'm taking a stand. Weird. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know how stepping down from being a dean is a way to show you don't want to compromise your faith in Christian values, uh, but then staying at the school and getting a paycheck from them is is okay. Yeah, uh, I don't. Weird. I can't decide how I feel about this. I think the whole thing's dumb. I the think whole, that's why I didn't write about it. The like, whole thing is, is dumb. And I don't mind, I hate everything about this. So I think, like, taking them off the list, I can argue that both ways. Yeah. I can understand why they took it off. I don't know that they needed to take it off. Yeah. But okay. Um, I mean, I would say the to indicate uh, um, uh, allying yourself with a frequently targeted minority group is more important than somebody whose religion runs everything not getting her way specifically. <laughs> it's persecution that she doesn't have Chick-fil-A on campus. Fucking idiots. So, I hate everybody. Ugh. 
while we're there, yeah. I want to talk about a fun one. Sure. I, I have some good news. Oh. Uh, if you're in Utah. I'm not. I'm right here in Illinois. You know that, But if Hammett. you were in Utah, uh-huh. they are about to pass a law that will legalize Pot. sex outside of marriage. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently, it's illegal right now to have sex outside of marriage. <laughs> if you're single... You're all committing crimes. Oh my god! <laughs> the the actual did they just forget that it was on the books? More or less, the the law says any unmarried person who quote voluntarily engages in sexual intercourse is guilty of a class B misdemeanor. Oh, which could land you six months behind bars and a thousand dollar fine. <laughs> now here's the thing: Has anyone been prosecuted under this law? No, because ever how would, or in the last. Hundred years. I, as far as I can tell, Better. no one has been prosecuted under this because, again, if they, uh, it was passed in I think the early 1970s, so it's not what? a hun- it's not a hundred year old law. This is like something they passed fifty some years ago. Counter counterculture. Yeah. Um. But thing is, how would they know if you had sex as if you're single? How would they know you had sex? Because they would be invading your privacy, and that's a different constitutional issue. Yeah, but sodomy laws have been on the book forever. Like this right. is not the first time they've tried to make any specific brand of sex illegal. <laughs> right. But this one goes after straight people too, so yeah. they're pissed. And so basically, <laughs> not the straights. <laughs> what they we've were, been through so much already. What the legislators were saying is, look, this is an archaic law. There's no reason this should be in the books, even if we haven't enforced it. Let's just get rid of it. Okay. So they went through the process to get rid of it. Did They're anybody just, vote against it? Um, it was yeah. What? Yeah, people voted against it because because they're Republicans. But some Republicans said it was okay to to get rid of it. Um, it wasn't unanimous. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a close vote, but it wasn't unanimous. And now it's going to the governor for signature, and he said he's going to sign it. He's Republican too, but like, yeah, you should get rid of the stupid archaic laws. Yeah, mind you, there are still several other states that have laws that are unenforceable that say atheists can't hold public office. Oh, cool! Like those are still in the books, but the process to get rid of them. That there's not enough of a push in those states to get rid of those laws. Oh, my God. Um, but again, so Utah is on the verge of making it legal to have sex outside of marriage because it's currently illegal to have sex outside of marriage. Um, Pay your $1,000 fine, single people. So have you heard about, really similarly, I didn't write this down, but I'm just pulling it up. Um, what happened in Idaho that was pretty similar but different in a Which pretty important way? So the Idaho House um, tried to pass a bill that would have prohibited children under 16 from getting married. Uh-huh. And it failed. Yeah. Yeah. By a 28 to 39 margin, it was not even that close. It's, and what's their reasoning for saying, nope, let's keep child marriage on the books? Um, I want to find a specific quote. Yeah. It will give. It will take me while, a second. While but you're be doing worth that, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to this other story that's also about like yeah. this. You're you're offending my Christian sensibilities, uh-huh. even though what the hell, dude? We're not. Um, there is a firefighter. This is also in New Jersey, which is the epicenter of all these crazy lawsuits. Um, a Christian firefighter in New Jersey. You already found it. Yeah. Go on. Okay. There's two. One is, so Brian Zollinger, who is a Republican, I can't believe it. Uh I do not think courts should be involved in marriage at all. I don't believe there should be a license required to get married. I think two willing people should be able to go and get married. Even if they're 12. That's his argument there? Mm -hmm. Uh 
Um, are you ready for this one? This is the one I was looking for. Okay. Christy Zito, who is also a Republican. She said uh, she complained that the bill would make it illegal for a 15-year-old to get married but not get an abortion. And so in Idaho, a girl younger than 18 can get an abortion, but she needs permission of one parent or a judge. Quote, if we pass this legislation, it will then become easier for in the state of Idaho to obtain an abortion at 15 years old than it, is, than it will be to decide to form a family and create a family for a child that has been conceived. Jesus. So that 15-year-old who got raped needs uh-huh. to get married ASAP for the good of the unborn fetus. Well, and this just That's kind of the thought process destroys there. all consent laws, right? Like, we've decided that a 15-year-old or a 14-year-old cannot consent to have sex with a 40-year-old man mm-hmm. because... She's a fucking child. Right, right. So I don't know why that concept disappears when we're talking about marriage, which in theory should be more sacred and permanent. You would think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you know you can have sex in Utah? What are you doing? I have never had sex in Utah. No You're missing out, apparently, because <laughs> it's, it's like a double it's, sin. Yeah, it's a really hot one. It's yeah. illegal. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'm going back to this firefighter story. So in New Jersey, yes. Alexander Smith, he's, he works for the Atlantic City Fire Department. Okay. He's suing Atlantic City and mm. the fire chief and the deputy chief. He's saying they violated his religious freedoms okay. and New Jersey civil rights law because he started growing a beard in December and his superior officer said, you can't grow a beard. You're a firefighter. The masks won't work if oh, you have yeah. a beard. That's a rule. That's not a religion thing. That's a general safety protocol rule. Uh-huh. Um, specifically, they said facial hair can affect the seal of the breathing apparatus mm-hmm. mask firefighters wear when battling blazes. Now, this guy isn't one of the firefighters who goes headfirst into the fires. Okay. He's, um, he refills like their air bottles. Uh-huh. He's on the scene and he is helping in theory when he's doing this stuff. Okay. So he's not just like sitting behind a desk. He's on the scene of a fire. He may have to put on a mask. That's why they're saying you can't have a beard. Uh-huh. He's suing saying you're offending my religious sensibilities here. You're violating my Christian right Whoop. to have a beard. He said, growing a beard is a scriptural practice that is encouraged because many of the prophets in the Bible wore beards, which is a rule that you can finesse it from the Bible all you want, if that's the word. That's not the word. But it's not a Christian thing. You don't have to have a beard. You just made up a rule, pointed to a Bible verse and said, this is my rule now. Don't offend my religion. Can I give a hot take? Please. I hate everybody involved in this story. <laughs> I think it's bo- I think it's kind of like back like um retrofitting that he might need to put it does not sound like he is a firefighter who needs to go into places and I abhor workplace rules unless for, unless they're for <laughs> safety reasons that control how you can grow grow hair or facial hair or have tattoos or whatever. So fuck them. But also fuck this guy. What the fuck is he talking about? Christians traditionally don't have beards. Have you seen yeah, any if like you go to his church's website right now, the pictures of him don't have a beard. Because again, they're from months ago. But the his lawyer pointed to like other cases where two Muslim men refused to shave their beards at a police department And the court said, no, you can have your beard in the police department because it doesn't matter there. 
And in another case, like the armed forces, they revise their grooming policies to make religious accommodations, as long as it's not compromising safety. Right. And again, regardless of whether you don't like the workplace regulations, Mm -hmm. the justification by the fire department, and I believe from OSHA, like federally, is that there are safety reasons you cannot have facial hair. Yeah. Um, So like... The fire yeah. department's defense is going to be, it's not because we don't like his religion. Right. It's because of a safety issue. If you don't like the rule, we can work on the rule right. or discuss it anyway. But we're not going after this guy because he's Christian. For as far as I know, they're Christian too. Yeah, that's stupid. So, stupid reason, silly case. Mm. Everything about that's dumb. I um, hated it. While we're... All right. So let's talk about uh, the other thing they did with the courts, and then I'm done with the courts. Oh, okay. Um, one of the things, the reason evangelicals still support Trump, no matter what he does, is we've said this before, because the Republicans keep pushing conservative judges mm-hmm. onto lifetime appointments on federal benches, like district court, appellate court, Supreme Court. They are just shoving through as many horrible people as they can because they have the Senate. They can do whatever the hell they want, mm-hmm. and literally no amount of opposition is going to change their mind unless something crazy and egregious comes up. Uh-huh. And one of the people they just pushed through, um, just to, and this isn't the only one, but it's indicative of what they're doing. She's 37, Allison Jones Rushing. Mm-hmm. She worked with the Christian Right Group Alliance Defending Freedom, who opposes LGBTQ rights. Mm-hmm. Um, she also, And by the way, it was a party-line vote. Like, they got her in. Uh, Other things she said, Ten Commandments monuments outside of public schools. She wrote that uh, those kinds of lawsuits, like from atheists saying, that's illegal, you're promoting religion, Mm -hmm. they should be tossed out because you shouldn't be able to get legal standing just by saying, I'm offended by it. Which is the argument the Supreme Court was making about the giant Christian cross in Maryland. They're like, come on. These people are arguing that they're offended by the cross. How are you offended by it? But if you can't argue that a citizen who sees this every day is is gets the impression that my government doesn't give a shit about me, yeah. if you can't make that argument, you can't argue any of these church-state separation but cases. also then, if she says you can't sue because you're offended by something, what standing does she have to like have anti-gay laws? Like, literally the only standing they have is like, it offends my sensibilities. So well, it offends your religious sensibilities, or like yeah, it, it violates my cr- religious beliefs to bake a cake or whatever. Um, yeah, she even in that same article where she said, "Who cares about these church separation cases?" She referred to the plaintiffs as like village secularists, <laughs> delicate plaintiffs with eggshell sensitivities, Ooh. weak. Like this is Did someone. Did she not just say snowflake? Just say snowflake. I, I know, right? Um, Every, everyone who supports church aid separation were like, this woman has said very clearly mm-hmm. she will never support our side no matter what we say. Like, and not to mention all the other anti-gay stuff. She she opposed the <sighs> ruling uh, in U.S. v. Windsor, the mm-hmm. decision that struck down the Defense of Marriage Act. She said that was wrong. She said uh, she's opposed... She has ruled that a Maryland public school district... I'm trying to get... This list here, um, basically, conservative Christian judge, hates church state separation, GOP, rammed her through. Of course. She is in for life. And this is what they're doing across the board. So even if you don't give, even if you don't care about any of the Democrats running in 2020. Elections matter. Elections matter. Blue no matter who. Seriously, at this point. Again, this is what I don't get with the conservative atheists, which is 
I, if you care about like economic policy, that's one thing. But when you support Republicans today, mm-hmm. this is what you get in return. Yep. So if you care at all about church-state separation or civil rights... They do not care about you. Yeah, they don't care about you. So anyway. A um, couple more medical stories yes. for you. Um, so this is a small thing. This is just kind of a small thing. So um, not... Yes. This is a big medical thing, but a small story. Um, so... For the second time ever, um, a patient who was diagnosed with HIV was it appears to be cured of of the virus. Um, like not just living with it, no. but figured out. He it, received it's gone. a bone marrow transplant um, that intends to treat cancer. Uh, he got a stem cell transplant from a donor um, with a donor with a rare CCR5 mutation that allows HIV resistance. Um, and the the patients anonymous, anonymous this happened in London he underwent chemotherapy like it it was a it was quite quite a thing um so but th- this is by and large extremely good news um and Dan rather tweeted and I would like to just read that because I think it's important and relevant um he said uh, this was March 5th, he tweeted this. Many people, including the president, are cheering the news of HIV cure in second patient. You know what? Do you know what happened? Science. Science isn't a goal. It's a process of knowledge. And it applies to vaccines, climate change, and the wonder and understanding of our universe and natural world. Also, Trump tweeted about how happy he is that HIV was cured. He super just cut um, funding for HIV studies. <laughs> I'm so sure he did. Really cool work as usual, Mr. Uh-huh. President. Um, <laughs> speaking of whom, yes. Uh, so the AMA, the American Medical Association, in Planned Parenthood has joined a lawsuit uh, with Planned Parenthood to stop Trump's family pa- planning rule. Um, so Title Ten planning program. It was created by um, by Congress to quote ensure that all people, especially low income women have access to health care for family planning. Because when you're broke and you can't afford birth control, you probably also can't afford to have a baby. Just my thought. Uh-huh. Um, so last week, uh, the Trump administration unveiled that it would prohibit family planning clinics that are funded by the Title X programs to make referrals for abortion. Um, the AMA specifically named the U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services, Alex Azar, and uh, Dr. Diane Foley, who is the uh, HHS Deputy Assistant Secretary. Um, so this is really interesting because, in general, the AMA in the past has not gotten in, gotten its feet wet with family planning measures. It doesn't, yeah, the AMA is not it, big on taking these stances. No, they it really is They try to isn't. avoid controversy. But this time, the AMA said the administration... The move was a direct attack on patients' right in the doctor-patient relationship. Um, AMA President Barbara um, McKinney, shit. Uh, this blatant violation of parent, patients' right under the Code of Medical Ethics is untenable. The new rule imposes a government gag rule on what information patient, phys- physicians can provide to their patients. The administration wants to allow Title X clinics to not provide full information to parents about all of their health care options and block physicians from providing appropriate referrals for care. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Four million people receive care through Title X. Um, I mean, yeah, it seems like 
typical GOP action. If it helps women, nah. Yeah. Um, Leanna Wen said Title X serves uh, women and families with low incomes, the majority of whom are people of color, Hispanic or Latino. The gag rule worsen existing racial, socioeconomic, and ge- geographical health disparities. Families that are struggling to make ends meet and people who live in rural areas must have the same access to full, unbiased information from their doctor as everyone else. Planned Parenthood would never force our doctors... Uh, and nurses to withhold medical information from our patients, and we will fight the Trump administration in the courts to protect everyone's fundamental right to health care. So, well, they'll try. We'll keep, yeah, we'll keep our eye on that one. Uh, what else you got? Here's we last recorded, I think, on Friday. So on Saturday Night Live, John Mulaney was the host, and yes, he's this was fun. so God. John Mulaney is the. Fucking best. So if you missed his monologue, uh, and because I don't know how to work the audio to play it for you, so I'll just read it and butcher it. But one of the things he talked about in the monologue is he joked about the idea of him being Catholic and raised Catholic, and his wife is Jewish, and he said that when you're getting married, and it's an inter-religious relationship Mm -hmm. like that, his parents asked if his wife was going to convert to Catholicism. His wife is Jewish. Yeah. And he's like, it's a stupid question. I don't know, Mom. Let me go ask. Let me see if a 29-year-old Jewish woman who doesn't like any of my suggestions would convert to Roman Catholicism. Like, honey, let me tell you about the organization. Don't Google us. This goes on. (laughs) But I just wanted to bring up this idea of, like, who is... I know this is a thing, but I can't believe this is still a thing where anyone would convert before a wedding. And that is not a new story at all. But the idea that I have these deeply held religious beliefs, oh, I'm getting married, I don't believe any of that shit anymore. I'll tag on to your mythology. Just the whole disingenuous nature of all of that. That's actually a really good point. I understand the, my wife is Catholic, so I got to get married in a Catholic church, which Mm -hmm. means I got to go through the counseling and Uh all that. Like, I get the, I'm going through the motions because I got to appease some people. Right. But the people who actually say, like, no, I'm taking on my partner's religion, that's the lowest rung of, like, religious conversion. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> like, not if like you, you say, like, I'm born again. Jesus. <laughs> it's the total opposite of, opposite of that. It's, I don't care about religion at all. So it's like, yeah, call me whatever you want. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess I've never, like, thought overly much about people who convert religions I, for that reason. I would love to hear from someone who maybe... Learned about or who did that maybe mm-hmm. in a separate relation, a former relationship or right. something. But this idea that you could just magically transform your religion like that, like yeah, if you are really willing weird. to do that, you didn't really believe this shit at the in the first place, uh-uh. did you? And if suddenly you now believe, like how seriously are you taking these beliefs now? For sure, it mostly <laughs> makes me think of Charlotte from Sex and the City who converted to Judaism right. for her second and husband. Again, it's one thing to convert. I saw that. It's Did one, you, what? Don't, don't ask. I, it's one thing to say, like, I'm doing it for my partner and I'll go through the classes and yeah. learn about it. Right. But to say I grew up whatever she was, Episcopalian, I don't remember. I didn't watch the show. Uh, it's something. Something like that. To say I'm Jewish now and adopting the beliefs. Right. Like, no one should take you seriously on these issues if yeah. you're so. It's like someone who says, yeah, I voted for Obama and now I support Trump. Like you didn't think this through in either then or now, yeah, one or the other. Something about you is disingenuous. I'm not <laughs> sure which one it is. Um, and the other thing I wanted to bring up, this is a more uh, serious story, but I was 
I went both ways about this, and okay. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. So in Colorado, yes. um, there is a high school wrestler who was in the state championship. Okay. And the way it works is there's a bracket, like the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. There's a bracket you got to win and win and win, and then maybe you get in the state championship match mm-hmm. for your weight level. So in his bracket, uh, there, were, there was a girl okay. that he had to face, and he had to beat her to move on. And he said, basically, I'm paraphrasing, he's a Christian. He doesn't feel right and wrestling Jesus girls. Jesus talked a lot about high school wrestling. Yeah, if you turn the page with Trump's signature on it. <laughs> yeah, there's a page where Jesus says, don't wrestle the girls. And he said, here's what the kid says. Brendan Johnston, he says, there's something I, re- I really do find problematic about the idea of wrestling with a girl, and it's because he's Christian. So here's what he did, okay. and this is what I'm curious to get your take on. He forfeited the match, uh-huh. and now he's in the consolation bracket. So you could still kind of go far in the loser's bracket. Sure. There's another girl in the consolation bracket, huh. so he forfeits that match, and now he's out of the tournament. Okay. The girls, they get their victories yeah. by default. Yeah. They move on, they take like, top 10 in state, whatever they were at, because whatever, they met the other qualifications and they got that far. Good mm-hmm. for them. Um, here's the question. Do you respect the guy for no. having the courage of his convictions and saying, I don't want to wrestle them, so I forfeit? Not saying, well, they shouldn't be allowed to wrestle, which we've heard in the past from other cases. Yeah. Like, what? This other team allows girls to play? I challenge, like, the sports right. league no, 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 he didn't say that. He just said, well, no, I don't feel right about this, so I quit. But he also, at the same time, he didn't let the girls earn the victory, kind of also, you could argue, took the coward's way out yeah. and said, I don't want to face them. So instead of, it, they will get a victory, but they don't get to earn the victory by beating me, mm-hmm. which is kind of unfair to them. But at the same time, what else did you want the kid to do if he felt this way? So where do you stand on the kid? Did he make the right decision or do you not like his decision? Because at first I'm like, oh, fuck this kid. But And and you know how I feel about kids making decisions and saying anything. I'm not a fan. No. At first I was like, no, this kid's wrong. But at the same time, it's like, okay, if he is a kid with these strong convictions, I don't know what else I would have asked him to do. Because he did exactly what I would have said, which is, oh, you can't face them? Good, you're out of the tournament. Yeah. And the girls get to move on, which is exactly what happened. So it's like, okay, well, I, I guess you did what you should have done. So I don't know, because I still don't like the what he did. I don't like the reasoning for it. Right. But what um, else could you ask of him? Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right, just in so much that he he made the decision not to wrestle, and he didn't. Like, I I think his reasons fucking suck. Yeah. I think his reasons are <clears throat> deeply rooted in misogyny. And I this think sort I, of, this sort of, um, I'm sure it was a very, like, I was, I was told never to hit a girl because X, Y, Z. I'm sure that was, like, his kind of reasoning of, he, I, I respect women so much. I would I never wrestle I will say, in them. everything I read, he did not play this up as if he's the victim, uh-huh. which I kind of, I was waiting for that to, so I could hate him. Yeah. Um, he didn't do that. He yeah. didn't say, like, how dare they invite girls to play or, like, this is so unfair because I'm a senior and I was hoping for a mm-hmm. state championship and I didn't even get to compete. He didn't say any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad for him. No. I don't feel no. any pity for him. He didn't get dealt a bad hand. He chose to quit. He's yeah. a quitter. Yeah. That's what he should be remembered as. Right. He shouldn't get any bonus points in your mind 
because he did it for religious reasons. Mm-hmm. He's a quitter. He couldn't face the girl for whatever the reason was. Mm-hmm. And then he quit. I'm glad he did that. But like, I think that's kind of where I ended up coming down on it, which is you did what you should have done. And I also don't feel any sympathy for you. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a kid who the world isn't playing by his rules. So he took his ball and went home. I just wish everyone else would do that too. Like, oh, I can't make a cake for the gay customer. I guess I'll close my fucking bakery. Like if only the rest of them did that too. I I think this, (laughs) I I think this kid, um, he's not a villain. He didn't enforce any of his beliefs on anyone else unless like, yeah, there is, it's not fun to win by technicality when you're like a competitive person who is trying to be the top in state. Right. But yeah, he, I I, mean, I heard some people say like, Oh, whatever this kid's quitting because he didn't want to lose to a girl. I could find no evidence of that. I have a question. Yeah. What if instead of a girl, he was wrestling against a gay guy. And then he said what? Same thing. I don't feel comfortable. My Christian beliefs dictate that I think I it would can't. be the same. I think I would have the same argument, which is you're still a bigot or you're still sexist or you still hold these bizarre views. Yeah. But again, what do you ask of the Christian guy in that situation? You say, well, then you lose. Like, that's what happens yeah. now. Um, so, again, I feel like I'd be in the same situation, which is I'll judge you. But all I'm asking of you is you don't get to compete then because yeah, we I, don't change the rules for you. I mean, I guess it's a pretty good metaphor for sort of everything that's happening is like the world is changing and either you keep up or you get left behind. We're not waiting for you anymore. If you're if you're not coming on this journey, then like see you never, dude. Right. So do I think this kid is a misogynist? Yes. Do I think he's... A bad guy? Oh, probably. But, like, yeah, I don't know what else... I don't know what would have been the right... No, what would have been the right move is, like, fucking suck it up, Buttercup. Like, mm-hmm. this is how the world works now. <laughs> this ain't church. <laughs> you don't get to make the rules here <laughs> in the real world. So, yeah, I don't like this kid, but I don't think... And I, I, I don't like this kid. I think he deserves our ire. I don't think he's, like... Of it. He uh, didn't try to get these women or girls ejected from the tournament. And kudos to the girls, uh, Jaslyn Gallegos and Angel Rios, who ended up winning their matches against him because he wouldn't compete. Right. And, and again, went on to apparently kick ass in that tournament to the point where they're uh, making it as far as they can in the bracket. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was had a bad opinion and was suitably punished punished for that bad yeah. opinion. I don't know what else I'm, to say. I've, I've been waiting to see like Christian media outlets try to say... Frame it. Yeah, frame it in the other way, which is like, how dare they do this to him? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that yet. but Because yeah, there's no it, argument to be made. Unless you're going to do a blanket, girls shouldn't be competing with boys, period, right, which right. I guess they are not above doing. No. Um, yeah, yeah, he made his... He made his choice. He made his choice, and he suffered the consequences for that stupid bad choice. Yeah. So That's all I got. That's all you got? I have um, some listener mail. Yes. Um, this is from Scott. I, it's not really a question, but it's an anecdote, and it made me super happy when I read it. So um, two days ago was Ash Wednesday. I forgot about it real hard. I, com- I literally Googled when I got this email. 
I Googled like, when is Ash Wednesday? I was like, oh shit, it's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> My Catholic roots have really betrayed me. Um, so he said some nice things. Been a listener a few years. I appreciate your mix of seriousness, humor, and cursing. Um, so he uh, attend. He's an atheist slash humanist, but he attends a progressive ELCA Lutheran congregation. Do you know what ELCA? Conservative is where that comes down to. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it's a combined community with a UCC congregation. What's UCC? Uni- Universal? I believe they're also conservative for okay. our purposes. So the two, past- the two pastors know I'm atheist and welcome my membership anyway. We have, and we have a number of discussions about the overlap in our worldviews where we agree on just about everything except for their God and Jesus part. Here's the good part. They announced on Wednesday morning this week. So if you aren't familiar, if you don't live in an area where there's a lot of... They're less conservative. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's fine. Don't ask me. You're a man. You can just say any opinion and pretend it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if you're not Catholic or not familiar with Catholic rituals, um, I grew up in a heavily Catholic area. Ash Wednesday, you go to church in the morning, like you do an early morning mass, and they had burned the palms from Palm Sunday, and they have these ashes, and you get a cross of an, like the, pr- uh, priest, pastor, priest, <laughs> shit, <laughs> pastor, it's the worst theology discussion <laughs> ever, why do people listen to this, has nothing so to dumb. do with the letter either, no, well, I'm explaining what the ashes are for, so you, like, have to go in church, and you get anointed, and you get, um, they put, mark a cross on your forehead with the ashes, it's Ash Wednesday, it's what they fucking do, it's called education, Hemant, I'm here to provide it's a sign it. that Jesus owns you. So they announced. So this church announced on Wednesday, on Wednesday morning this week, they will offer drive-through ashes so that believers don't even have to get out of the car to be marked for God. <laughs> he says they can certainly do this as an atheist. I don't have much to say about it, but I think it's strange. I think I believe enough to want ashes smudged in my forehead all day, but I can't be bothered to get out of the car. And I don't know why that's literally the funniest thing I've had. Like, imagine, and I'm sure. I don't, it's just imagining like a family sticking their faces out their window so somebody can like, burp, 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 like <laughs> give them little crosses. It just super made me laugh. I just am kind of into it. Apparently, according, he did a quick Google search. It's happening all over the US. Well, um, I imagine like in all of the these US. churches are like, we're losing people by the buckets. We want to. How can we make this easy? How can we make this as easy as possible? If they could do drive through baptisms, they totally would. Like, and this is one of those things, like, just stop by. We'll take care of you and mark you. Spread the brand for us. Make it easy. Here's a t-shirt. Go on your way. Um, He said he would try to get a picture on Wednesday. Please, Scott, please, please, please send that to us if you have it. That's from Scott in Madison, Wisconsin. Nice. P.S. Give Daddy a pat for me, because Hammond won't. I will not. She's asleep. All right. We went to the park earlier, because it's 40 degrees outside. So I was basically wearing a bathing suit. Yeah. Um, anything fun going on for you this weekend? Uh, no, it's like a relaxing weekend. And then after this, I'll go, uh, travel a little bit, do yeah, some talks. So it'll be, be fun. fun. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, and what are you up to? I'm having a game night tomorrow night that Sweet. I'm pretty stoked on. That's going to be pretty good. This week sucked. So it's over. So that's pretty great. <laughs> Um, yeah, just the world is falling apart and we're all just clinging to anything that's that the theme bring- of, that's the name of the podcast at this point. <laughs> um, you can oh, follow. I, I will tell you what okay. I'm looking forward to this tell weekend, me. this week, uh, on Wednesday of next week, I'm giving an invocation in, uh, DuPage County. Board. Oh yeah. 
So that's happening next week. One of these days, I will write that invocation. Ugh. I'll try to get on that by like Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll but happen next week. So we'll see how that goes. I had we'll see what I my, say. I had dinner with my mom and she asked if I had written the... I'm, my, I said my brother is engaged and I'm yeah. officiating. She's like, have you started writing the ceremony yet? I was what? like, what? are you insane? It's in August. Like, yeah. It might as well be in a millennia. Do everything um, the night before. Yeah. It's fine. Well, we write under pressure. We thrive right. under pressure. Right. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> um, you can fi- follow me on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Hemant. I'm at Hemant Meta. Uh, go to FriendlyAtheist.com. Go to Patreon.com slash FriendlyAtheist.cast. Did you do the Patreon plug early on? Sure. I wasn't paying attention because I was putting things away. <laughs> um, yeah, go to Patreon.com slash podcast if you want to support what we do. We put a lot of time and effort into this despite how unpolished the product <laughs> is. I promise we put a lot of work into it. Um, and we are trying to, um, we've got some goals to try to, um, there's the Patreon goals. There's the in-person meetup, which we'll try to do very soon in the summer. Yeah. It'll happen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you can go to my Etsy shop at the bitches get stitched done. If you want a cross stitch that has a swear in it or something custom or weird. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.